Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal reviews and cruise tips with you to help you make the most out of your next cruise. My name's Kira, and I'm an independent travel agent specializing in all things cruise, Disney, and North America, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I write at Cruising with Kids Cruising for All. I also write over at Extraordinary Chaos and Mini Travelers. And this week, we're going to talk about Pride Month. So this episode is going live at the start of Pride Month, and... I just thought, A, as a queer person, it would be really interesting to kind of talk about what um, inclusivity, I can't even say it, what inclusivity and diversity means to me personally when I'm looking at a cruise holiday. But just jumping off from that as well to kind of chat about it as well from you, Sarah, you're obviously female. Um, and just to kind of chat about whether or not that matters to you as well when you're booking a cruise of just kind of how they embrace kind of uh, women in the industry and things like that. So I just thought it'd be a really interesting conversation to have. To A, celebrate Pride Month as well and just celebrate the cruise lines we think are doing a great job of championing diversity and inclusion, but also as well, does it matter to you when you personally book a cruise as well? So I think I'm going to obviously dominate the, the Pride conversation, which is what this episode's kind of piggybacking off. But from your perspective, um, do you feel like cruise lines do a good job in general of diver- uh, championing females who work in the cruise industry? Yeah, I'd say they do. I think, I mean, obviously some stand out more than, more than others, definitely. I think it's something that they've all always done quite well i don't think like, obviously the, the biggest example is captain kate but yeah. i don't princess have always done one having a really good uh women officer crew um but no i think they do they're getting better but i think they've always silently done it yeah i think definitely i've noticed kind of more post-covid i would say that they've been a lot more confident in showcasing yeah. it and talking about it and championing it and as you say certain brands i think are a lot more confident in talking about that type of stuff and using that as a bit of a kind of hook to get customers in for those that it does resonate well with. Um, I know from my perspective, I lean towards those brands that do definitely embrace it a lot more. So if I see them include people of color, like I mix race. So when I see people of color in marketing campaigns, if I see same sex couples, I definitely resonate more with brands that do champion and showcase that in their marketing. I do have a bit of an observation. I find that it's more the premium cruise lines that seem to be a little bit more comfortable in putting that in their marketing. So brands like Princess, Celebrity, Virgin Voyages, um, they seem a lot more confident. But then equally, P&O on their current advertising campaign, they have a black couple as well who are kind of off on their holiday and their feature of the advert as well. So it is definitely a lot more prominent now than it was maybe, say, five years ago in kind of the marketing that you see out there. Uh, Would you say that would make you book with a line over another line if you were to see it that, that their campaign is more inclusive when they're marketing i don't always really think about it i suppose i see where it really hit me how things were affected at people feel because obviously i'm not mixed race and and well i'm a, a middle-aged white woman heterosexual so it's like you know i don't tick any of those boxes apart from obviously having someone with a disability and um, yep which is a mild one dog Last Christmas, I made an angel alphabet. Nothing to do with cruising, but I made this angel alphabet. And I made the angel with four different shades of skin, thinking if I was a child, I'd want an angel in my skin colour. And I got a yeah. really lovely email off somebody. And she said, I, I just, nobody nobody does it. Or not many people do it in craft. It's either one or the other. And uh-huh. nobody thinks about the children and wanting to be represented. And that really made me think. And I think that's the same with the adverts, isn't it? Everybody wants to see themselves represented. So I see myself represented everywhere, but I think it's good that everybody's represented because 100%. we all want to see ourselves, don't we? Yeah. Because if I if I was looking at a brand that I wasn't represented, then I think that brand doesn't welcome me, or I, I don't fit into that brand. So I think I think it's a really good thing, and I think the fact that 
cruise lines are doing a lot more to to represent everybody it's got to be the way it's the way forward absolutely i think you've generally hit the nail on the head there of how it feels particularly as me as a queer person and mixed race as well when i see queer people like gay couples together in the advertisements it just makes me feel like great they get it they know it instantly i know that cruise line gets me and they're gonna accept me type of thing and i will say this and i say this all the time i think cruise is a very gay queer friendly form of travel like you know i've got no concerns even when we went to jamaica which and my grandfather's jamaican that's my mixed race heritage jamaica isn't very accepting of same-sex couples like we were going on a honeymoon and we decided to stay in the port because we felt it was safer and i have a grandfather from jamaica so that was that really weird juxtaposition to kind of go I'm cruising to Jamaica, I should really go and explore it because that's my heritage, my culture, but I don't feel like it's the safe thing to do on my honeymoon with my husband. And there's that weird juxtaposition type of thing. But I do think cruise as a whole is very, very accepted and very welcoming. And again, you will probably find as you kind of go up the price bracket that it's going to be more and more accepted and more comfortable because you're going to find, and this is such a broad generalization, so please, anybody listening, don't get offended by this. But what you'll find is kind of in the premium bracket, those people will tend to be more world traveled and will have a wider social network because of their work maybe would invite them to work with other types of people so generally the premium lines will attract a type of clientele that will be a lot more welcoming i guess a lot more accepting but i've not had a single issue on any cruise i've sailed on where i felt marginalized there's some lines that i feel more comfortable on and more comfortable to hold my partner's hand or maybe you know, um, have, I wouldn't say an intimate moment, that makes it sound like we're getting off on the cruise, on the cruise, on the <laughs> yeah. sun deck. But I mean, like, you know, like, you know, um, lean in and kiss my partner, maybe if he's on the sun lounger yeah. next to me and, you know, we have a little bit of a moment, I feel more comfortable on certain lines to kiss him in public than I would on other lines, you know. Um, but I don't feel judged or not accepted. Yeah. That being said, I have heard from customers of mine who have gone on some cruise lines. I'm not naming names because it's down to the sailors rather than the line. But they have said that they have felt more judged and more uncomfortable on some lines than others. Um, so it is definitely something I think queer people especially have to worry about when they book a cruise of will they feel accepted and welcomed on that cruise line. And I think I can name names of who I think do it really well, but I definitely don't want to name names of people who I think attract a certain clientele who maybe are a little bit more judgy. Do you think the world's getting better at it? Totally. 100%. Are you watching nothing to do with cruise again? But are you watching Ted, Ted? It's really relevant to this subject. Ted Lasso. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh yeah. my god! I mean, last night's episode. Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it. Reese, is this the new season now that's on? Yeah, this is the new season. So there's one one of the football team is gay, and he doesn't tell anybody, and his best friend is black, and he thinks, and it shows the episode, and the best friend is ignoring him, and he thinks it's because he's found out that he's gay. Right. Anyway, there's a big thing, and somebody in the crowd calls something homophobic. The, um, the, his friend batters him. Um. And then he says, I'm not, I wasn't mad at that. I was mad that you thought you couldn't tell me. That's what I was mad at. It, honestly, it's just, it was it was a really lovely episode. But I think that's the thing. It's like, well, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here, but they, they're just doing it really, really well. And I think yeah. that people want to feel comfortable and, and they should. So who do you think does it well? So from my personal experience, my favourite, and this comes up all the time. And again, we do this joke about like, here we go again, talking about it. But it's Virgin Voyages for me will be my my 100%. I have no concerns. I think they're doing such a great job with their diversity and inclusion programme. Um, just the fact of a lot of their entertainment is very queer coded. And I think a lot of heterosexual um, people can't, can read <laughs> um, queer coding. But they do a lot of things, basically, whereby there's a lot of references to queer culture. So they'll have, like, music from RuPaul's Drag Race. They, they, one, of the, 
one of the dance nights opens with a RuPaul song, basically, which, you know, Love some people will just go, this is a great... And that's the thing. Most people will just look at it and go, this is a great song. But gay people will go, this is Drag Race. Oh, my God, they're playing a Drag Race song. Um, there's a lot of, like, in my favorite show, Untitled Dance Show Party thing, there's a lot of subtle references to kind of same-sex couples or about coming out or finding people who identify with you. There's a lot of queer artists as well. So a lot of the song tracks they play, like, they're playing, like, you know, five, ten seconds of a song. But there's a lot of um, queer artists they've used as well for them, those tracks as well. There's also a lot of, like... Um, non-gender conformity as well and again this feels like it's very challenging it's not at all but like the cast as well they'll be allowed to express themselves so a lot of the entertainment cast the men will wear makeup for example they maybe wear heels as part of their uniform one night they're allowed to express their gender how they feel comfortable to which again as a queer person i go it's not it's not me i don't have that gender expression personally but i feel more welcomed because those people are able to as well themselves type of thing um so it puts me at ease entirely and you know, like the Happenings cast are allowed to tell you their own personal stories. And I've checked with Whitney. She said, I'm allowed to share this story. I checked with her. But Whitney, the hostess on Valiant Lady at the moment, um, she's a beautiful singer. I love her. She's one of my favorite people. But she is a big mixed race, you know, black presenting female. And she shares this as part of her performance when she's singing. And she says, you know, she's a big girl. She's mixed race. And um, she doesn't fit into the norm, basically, of what people expect of somebody in that role. And then after she was performing, we had a chat to her about it because I'm mixed race and so is she. And she shared with me, she's gone to apply for the very same role of being kind of like a singer on board the cruise ships. And she said she she feels like, she, obviously they will never blatantly say we're not casting you because you're big or because you're mixed race or because you don't fit the mold. But she's seen the people they have gone on to um, cast and they've been the stereotypical, you know, white, blonde, female type of thing. Um, she feels like she hasn't been cast because of her skin color or because she is a big girl and because she's tall and she doesn't fit into that stereotype. But on Virgin, she's been embraced and she's been welcomed to showcase that. And she's allowed to tell her story as part of a performance right. piece as well. So she feels at home accepted and embraced when she's on board Virgin because they have casted against the norm and against the trend. And I think that's incredible. And that shows how good a job they're doing and making sure that people are represented in their cast. If you look at the hostesses, they're all very different. You've got, you know, you've got plus size girls. You've got kind of, you know, the blonde girls. You've got Latinx girls. They've got a really great diversity across the people they're casting in those roles. And I think yeah. more and more cruise lines are doing that as well in their entertainment cast, especially I would say Royal Caribbean celebrity as well. They're doing princess, especially they're doing such a fantastic job of employing cast members for their skills and talents rather than how they look. And I yeah. think that's so cool. No, definitely. I know there's a whole tattoo thing, isn't there, where some cruise lines are. I know that's a different thing. But you're still expressing yourself personally. And where cruise lines won't take people on some, or some in the past didn't with tattoos, but Virgin embrace that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And I think more cruise lines are now as well. You know, dress codes are relaxing on cruise lines, whereby they're not as afraid to allow people to have their own personality. And I think as well, we talked about this in the Virgin episode, but I think in other episodes as well, that the crew on board live on that ship as well. So they have right. to be allowed to express themselves because i think i would go crazy personally living on a ship working seven days a week and not being allowed yeah. to be myself would drive me personally crazy i think as well, quite a, an emotive person i put a lot of my personality into my business <laughs> i think i would yeah. go crazy not being allowed to be me on, on a ship and I, and express myself personally what other ways do you think virgin shine then because obviously I, I know that you're like the biggest virgin fan and try to convince <laughs> me that i will be one day which, all right, <laughs> but but I'm, I'm I'm curious to see it because in, I've got one view in my mind of what it's what it's uh, like and, and uh, what what do you think? 
what do you think is a standout? Do you think it's just the atmosphere? It's small so, things as well, though. So it's like having all gender bathrooms. So they have a handful on each deck of all gender bathrooms. So when you go in, you've obviously got separate cubicles. So obviously male and females can go in there as well. And obviously that resonates with those people who maybe are transitioning or they are trans as well. Uh, but also people who are gender non-conforming as well. There's no awkward conversation or no awkward situation of, you know, which bathroom do I use? Because if you are non-gender conforming or you are trans, you can use the all, all gender bathrooms and nobody will bat an eyelid or they shouldn't bat an eyelid anyway. Um, if you are somebody who doesn't agree with that, then that's fine. I don't have a problem with people disagreeing with that. There are then as well gendered bathrooms equally as well available across the ship. So it's not a case of all the bathrooms are, non uh, are all gender. There are all gender bathrooms as well as being gendered bathrooms. Right. So it's little things like that. That just means that they're aware of the, the, the topic of the conversation and they right. allow people to kind of just have a safe space because equally trans people need a safe space to go to the restroom without having to feel pressured to conform yeah. to the gender or worrying about somebody being offended by them being in those bathrooms. Um, they've got like a queer literature section as well. It's very small, but they sell books on there by, by queer artists as well type of thing. So if you want to buy a book on board, you can totally go to the shop on board no. and do that as well. Little things like that, you know, it's not in your face and people worry when I talk about it, like as if it's going to be pride flags all over the ship and everything. <laughs> it's not at all. It's all very subtle, very classy. It's just a case of it's talked about. It's not this kind of like footnote in the agenda of like, here's the LGBT meetup. Congratulations. Enjoy your gays. Thanks for coming. Um, the whole ship is very open about the dialogue about gay people yeah. being on board. And there is no LGBT meetup on board Virgin, which I think some people think there would be, but there isn't one just because they don't feel the need to kind of go, this is where you gay people go and meet and do your own thing there. Yeah. It's just very welcome and embrace and open yeah. type of thing. And the Happenings cast are very good at introducing you to other queer people who may be sailing. But equally, we've never struggled to make gay friends on any cruise ship, to be honest. I don't know how. I think we stand <laughs> out a little bit. So we make friends guaranteed every sailing with the gays on board. I think you just talk to everybody, to be fair. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I dry feel crazy. Like, I don't know what it is. I seem to just make friends everywhere I go. Like, oh, so what are you doing then? Have a nice day. Where you been? <laughs> like, eating their breakfast. Like, yeah, thanks for that, mate. <laughs> I tell you, I think has always done it well. They don't shout about it. But, I mean, we've been cruising since Joe was, what was he, 18 months old. And he's 18 this year. I think Princess... Yes. Were there market leaders in this? They were Definitely. They were doing it before anybody else. Um, there, there were great couples on our first cruise, several um, that we met and were chatting to, and they, they all felt comfortable and, it, you know, nobody made them feel any different. And obviously, every year they do the pride thing with the logo, which I just love. Um, so I think they do that well. And I think they've always done, like I say, women progression well. I think, you know, look at some of their officers, a lot of their officers are women. So I think, but they just, I think they're just different because they don't shout about it. But where Virgin do, um, mm. which is to not saying, oh, I'm an attention seeker, but they've just got a different uh, approach to it. And Virgin's a very loud brand. Like that is the Virgin well, brand, you know, they're very yeah. much kind of, they're, they're, they're comfortable being disruptive, I guess, is the best yeah. way to put it. Um, but no, you're right. Princess, I think it's called Princess Proud is what they call it, that program. So yes. where they recognize diversity and inclusion is it's a whole program and they have it ingrained into kind of the training of every cast member or crew member who works mm. on the ship. Um, and as you might say, yeah, they're allowed to showcase that they are um, a member of the queer community by wearing a pin badge if they wanted mm. to. So, yeah, they're very, very allowed to kind of uh, express themselves. And I know speaking to a lot of maybe more the entertainment cast rather than every cast member um but they are very welcomed and allowed to kind of be themselves and talk about themselves on board princess so i think yeah you're right they've been 
a very strong leader right. initially anyway in talking about kind of you know inclusion and diversity on board and equally in, in championing female bridge staff as well i think far as i know they were one of the first to be very vocal about it anyway i well i, I mean obviously you know i'm always going to sing more caribbean but also celebrity i think i think the cruise industry does it well i mean i've been on pno but i didn't notice it as much there um i think it was a, a different clientele i'd say but then i i do know great people that, that sail on pno and love sailing pno and love and it. that's gay it couples. there's some people that are you know absolute staunch they've got their own audience haven't they that stick to the brand so they're doing something right there but um i think i think royal is a very inclusive atmosphere and that thing i alluded to about queer coding i think royal do that really well as well so a lot of yeah. the entertainment as well has has a lot of like subtle undertones of it and it, it's weird you can't really teach people how to spot queer coding you have to kind of just be in on it and that's the whole point of it of if you're in on the joke type of expression you get queer coding but like i was watching the um effectors which is a show on wonder of the seas yeah. and i come out of it and i said to everybody like oh my god there's so much queer coding in this show and everyone was like what do you mean what do you mean i'm like well one of the actors is clearly written to be a gay person type of thing just the movements the dancing the vocals and everything i was like he's very very camp type of thing and i think that's another way of it as well like if the entertainment's a little bit camp then that's usually a sign of queer coding as well you know if it's very drag-esque queer coding um you know the fact that it's like i think it's four or five superheroes in bright colorful costumes singing pop numbers in itself just screams queer coding right. camp coding type of thing but no you're right royal i think do a really good job of again not necessarily shouting about it and being kind of all about it like hey we're a gay pride cruise line but they're very very it's it's very much in the in the dna i think of the brand of type of thing of yeah i think um, rather very much everybody must feel comfortable here absolutely and yeah, i think they've always definitely. done that i think princess is more reserved but i think royal caribbean and, and celebrities more reserved but royal caribbean is you're going to come you're going to have a great time and you're going to feel welcome no matter who you are. Yeah. And I think they do that very well. Well, it's the fact that they host the Atlantis cruises. So for those people that don't know, Atlantis is probably the biggest. And it is very much like a party cruise. So we call them circuit cruises in the in the community. But they're very much like just they do a, um, what's the word? I can't think of the word now. They do a charter, sorry. They do a private charter where nice. Atlantis events take over one of their ships. And it is a big <laughs> seven-night party ultimately for gays. Um, but it's been on Royal as long as I can remember it being on Royal. So Royal have a very close relationship with the queer community type of thing and just embracing just those private charters alone, let yeah. alone what they do on board their regular sailors as well. So, no, I think Royal's an easy one to say, like, if you wanted to feel accepted on Royal, you've got no question, no concerns. What do you think they could do better cruise lines? Is there anything you think they could do better? I definitely think being disruptively, I think they need to look towards Virgin and I that I know a lot of cruise lines would probably look at that and go say like, well, why we're we're bigger, more established type of thing. But definitely when it comes to kind of how the crew express themselves yeah. and how they're allowed to, I think Virgin do that incredibly well and allowing the crew, be it whether it is the happenings or the entertainment cast, right the way through to kind of the bar staff, you know, people like that they're allowed to express themselves and be themselves. And I think in this modern age, as we're kind of moving away from that old service culture that we've got. Um, I think that is so important. And I think definitely the generation coming up, the millennials and Gen Z especially coming into cruise now, that's what will resonate with them is if they can go on a cruise ship Good. and see people being people. They don't want to be service, yes, sir, ma'am, sir type of thing. And no. the whole days of like, oh, Mr. Davis, Mr. Davis, I've got your drink type of thing. I think that culture is moving out of the cruise industry and you're getting this more kind of, you know, personal approach where they're allowed to kind of chat to you about your lives and get to know you more. 
I think the generation coming into cruise want that type of experience yeah. more than they want the white glove service. There's a place for both. I'm not saying that they need to get rid of white glove service and have that very formal cruise experience. Um, but I think the generation coming into cruise are less inclined for that type of service than the ones who are currently in the cruise community. Right. Yeah. And like entertainment subjective. So for them to kind of go in and go full on like Virgin have and have very kind of, you know, queer coded entertainment, that's subjective. Some people, it's not their cup of tea. So I don't think that's the way to showcase it. It just works for me personally on board Virgin. But I definitely think, you know, championing the crew to be themselves. So having, you know, non-gender conforming crew, if they are allowing them to embrace themselves like Virgin Atlantic have just launched a great campaign around that concept. So I think allowing, you know, frontline staff who are gender non-conforming or trans or playing with their gender and allowing them to express that if they want to. Because again, we're talking a small minority of people. It's not like everyone's going out wearing skirts as men type of thing. Right. It's just allowing those that are expressing their gender or going through that expression mm. the power to do that. Um, so allowing people to have a space, safe space for them to express that because it does resonate with those people who it matters to. I think I may have shared this before, but my friend, when we went on Virgin, I had customers and he happens to be a friend of mine as well. And he wasn't full on like, you know, um, gender bending type of thing but he was wearing heels he was wearing makeup and we were on Scarlet night on board virgin and another sailor so somebody we never even met and obviously we were all drunk so we were having a great time but she ran up to him and she was like oh my god i'm so glad you're on board oh my god i'm so glad i could see you uh, my son is telling me that he's trans or he's non-binary and i don't know how to deal with it i don't know what to say to him i don't know how to support him you know how do i do that so you know the fact that this is happening to other people who maybe as well and people who maybe haven't got the right. tools tools is the wrong word but tools is the best way to explain they don't have the way to kind of just understand what it is to go through that the fact that there are people that they can go to and say oh my god i'm so glad i've met you because i'm i know somebody who's going through that or wants to go through that right. and i don't know how to support them so she did she broke down crying and everything i was like what's well. going on what's happening like that but she just said, like, it's so nice to meet somebody else who is, you know, she she didn't know the right words, but she thought he was, you know, non-binary and this and the other. He's not. He just expresses he's more playful with his gender than I would be comfortable doing. But she, the fact they had a conversation for about 20 minutes about what that means and, you know, what explaining that. If sometimes it could just be they don't want to wear male clothes. Sometimes they just want to be more expressive with their clothes. Just because somebody wants to wear a pair of heels and makeup doesn't mean that they're transitioning. There's a whole level and spectrum before that and i think it's allowing that conversation to happen if people want it to happen it's not that that's happening left right and center and you have to get on the ship and <laughs> you have this whole like gender theory conversation but for those yeah. who want to opt into that dialogue there's a chance to express that and have that no and that's like a lovely environment for that like to be able to speak to somebody isn't it because there's somebody in our blogging community and her son no, her daughter when she was born when she was a girl and yeah i've got that the right way around i have everything yeah um, yeah, yeah. And and she's just chose her own name, and yeah, she's only about nine, eight. Right. But it's been very difficult for the family to get their head around it. And I think the worst yeah. thing for them has been the bias. And yes, yeah. And I think she's fully now. She's happy, and she she wears a dress, and you can just see she's a happy little girl. I think it's very difficult to for Haley because she's had some horrible comments of how do you know and. But yeah. Obviously, we've had this conversation, haven't we? And yeah, I think the fact that it's more of an open environment where people can just express themselves makes it more normal, which is what yeah. it is. Yeah, and so. I think that's my big ask of people uh, is just to have a conversation about it. You know, every, I've got opinions on you know on gender conforming and about transitioning, but they're my opinions. I don't really? begrudge or I don't challenge anybody on their opinions or their thoughts on it. And 
I think the biggest thing we can do is have a conversation about it and just ask of kind of like, okay, well, what does that mean to you? And what, what makes you feel safe and protected and how can I support you in your journey? You know, and I hate this conversation about like, I'm not using they, them pronouns. It's like, that's great. You're not personally using them, but that person feels safer and more accepted if you would respect that they could. Doesn't mean you have to use it for everyone, but that person is saying to you, I feel safe if you could use non-gender conforming pronouns. Yeah. I have an opinion on it, but I would never begrudge somebody else if they came to me and said, I identify as they, them. I'd be like, great, I respect that. You know, I think that's yeah. the key thing about it. And that's how you do it well, is you don't tell people this is what we're doing. You just give people a safe space to do that and express themselves in. And I think that's the cruise lines, especially have always done a great job about it. But I think more yeah. now as well, the more contemporary cruise lines are doing a fantastic job of running with that. Going back years, though, to say if you were on a princess or um, back in the day on Royal, when they used to do that LGBTQ meetup, would, would yeah. you have felt safe to go to that? Or would you have felt like they were putting a highlight on you? Uh, but how would you have felt? When I first cruised, I felt like it was a highlight and I felt like it was a way to be identified as singled out. Right. Now that I've got the cruise experience that I've got now, I definitely feel a lot more comfortable now. Um, I don't feel like if I went um, to a LGBT meetup that I would be singled out and targeted and identified as, oh, look, there's the gays, you know, point to them and laugh type of thing. So I think that's just more me now understanding what that meetup is for but definitely no i didn't go to them on my first thing four or five sailings we didn't go to the lgbt meetups we met people throughout the sailing type of thing we avoided them like the plague um and that's just us personally we're not as much as i'll chat to anyone we're not the type of people that feel like we have to find the gays and socialize with the gays type of thing change now totally totally change now like we're very happy in that space yeah. type of thing but when we were on a cruise initially we didn't want to be identified as the gays on the cruise type of thing um, so we avoided them. I think they're a thing of the past, personally. Um, I think they they serve a purpose, but I the more the more sailings I go on now, the less people I see go into them, just because I think they're a little bit cliche now. Um, yeah. To kind of go to the LGBT meetup or to go to the solo meetup and all that type of stuff, um, unless they're going to be more than just there's a time in the schedule for you to go to a place and meet people. I think the the lines need to do maybe a bit more of maybe have hosted sessions where there are people from the entertainment crew to introduce people to each other and break the ice, um, have an option to maybe have a cocktail lounge option, even if it's paid for, but there's just a more of a reason to go to it than just there's a room on the side of the ship that you can go to and talk to other people if you want to. I think they're a bit uncomfortable personally to go to. But it, it causes division as well, doesn't it? Because actually, if you were an LGBTQ meetup on our little cruise, we would never have met you. Exactly, and, and that's why, that's why we... Well. <laughs> <laughs> I see that they didn't have a rowdy drunks meetup, did they? No, <laughs> no they, they tried to do quite the opposite. Oh, <laughs> moving, uh, moving happy hour, so we've got us at the restaurant. But yeah, so it, it's just normal now. So you should be able to meet up with a heterosexual couple and, and be yeah. friends and that'd be okay. Yeah. And, but then I think... At, in the beginning, maybe in defense of the cruise lines that do that, is that they're yeah. just trying to do it to make feel people feel comfortable totally. and make Absolutely, it normal. Yeah. I just think they need to do a little bit more than just go, there's a time on the schedule for you to go to this thing. I think, you know, and again, I'm not banging on about Virgin because they don't have them, but they do a really good solos program whereby it's hosted by the entertainment cast. They play a bit of an icebreaker yeah. game as well. So it's not just a case of solo travelers go to this bar at this time. They have an actual person meet them. They introduce you to the fellow solos. They play a bit of an icebreaker game. Just so then that there's someone, I guess, facilitating people meeting each other. 
just and I think mm-hmm. Brit, this is again another cultural divide about Brits versus Americans as well. Americans are quite outgoing people, and they will happily go in a room and introduce themselves to people. Brits are the opposite. <laughs> yeah, asking somebody for asking a Brit to go into a room and introduce themselves to people and and assisted is a nightmare. Um, we've never done it for that reason, and every time we've gone to an LGBT meetup and they've gone well, it's because there's usually been a larger than life character who has done the job and introduced everyone to the room, and then the yeah. ice has been broken. And I feel like maybe in Europe more than in America, I think the lines need to probably look at starting to host those meetings with somebody from their entertainment cast, maybe who is ideally somebody who is maybe queer who can then introduce people and just break the ice of, Oh, just wondering, are you here for the meter? Sort of needs. And then great. Yeah. Here's to everybody else. Would you like to meet them? Um, you know, again, I would happily pay if it was like a cocktail hour and you paid 20, $30 to go there and you have yeah. a drink or two and meet other queer people. I know that's a barrier of entry and it kind of defeats the point because then they're going to go, are they monetizing on it? But I'm always incentivized by alcohol. As long as there's an option to join it without paying, you know, for those people who don't want to drink, then that's great. But I think something like that maybe would be a better way to do it because then it's given a bit of a clause and a reason to get people together and makes it a bit easier to identify these people attending it. Do you know what? You really touched on a massive note there because I prefer to stay out of Barcelona or go to the Caribbean. And we've done a few cruises out of Southampton, but it's not my first choice. And that is yeah. exactly why. So when we did our, our piano cruise out of Southampton, we didn't talk to anybody. No. Everybody's so reserved. And yep. when you go out of Barcelona, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I want to make friends with everybody on the ship and sit with them for my dinner, but hi, how are you? Chatting to people. Yes. Morning. You don't get that one. I don't think. I Maybe. No. I think people talk about money more on British cruises, which I just don't <laughs> like. I've definitely gone out of Barcelona where you've got a much more multicultural mix yeah. of communities. I prefer that because yeah. then I feel like I'm on a holiday, not just going to the pub in the village. Yeah, no, sense. I'm the same. And I think this is why we've bonded as well. I think we have a very similar taste in the type of cruises we like. I think yeah. we both like those international cruises where there's a nice mixed demographic of people. Yeah. I tend to gravitate towards the American cruise lines for that reason. Um, that I would personally choose to sail with a British cruise line. It's not that I have a problem with it. I, I have no issues with it, but I just gravitate towards personally, as you say, those American cruise lines like Royal, NCL, Celebrity, Virgin, where there's a nice eclectic mix of people. I love the fact that you meet people from different cultures. Yeah. A bit of a laugh. The best part as well is they fly miles and miles away from you afterwards if you've been drunk and made a titter yourself in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like awkwardly waving them off like, <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I'm there to see you again. <laughs> but equally, then you get to meet people from other cultures as well. And I think that goes into the diversity and inclusion piece as well. Of You're getting people from around the world, you know, like on our large, last Virgin Sailing, because it was sailing from Barcelona, we had loads of Spanish people who didn't speak English, which I don't think Virgin anticipated, so they had to find translators quite quick. Um, they had obviously loads of Americans, because obviously then COVID restrictions were lifted, so Americans could come, right. we had loads of Brits, because it attracts a lot of Brits. But equally, because of the launch in Australia, they had loads of Australians coming over to try it as well. So there was this really cool melting pot on board of different cultures, and just as you do, as you, you walk around with a drink in your hand, chatting to yeah. people, if you just get to know people. Oh, where are you from? Where are you traveling from? Oh, cool. Why are you on board? Or what made you yeah. choose Virgin? Why are you doing that? And I love I love that bubble of like cultures on board a cruise ship. Do you know what our boys love? Um, and Chris probably, because they're all sports obsessed. And they love the football conversations where you go for yeah. a fruit field. Because I mean, when they were really? little, it's always, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, you know, Ronaldo, you get Man United. But now, because obviously Bur- their they're season ticket holders at Burnley, uh, and now, but you won't know this, but there's heavy. I was just, did you see my yeah. face glaze over? <laughs> <laughs> you... 
I know places, like, yeah. They're like, they're like the Ted Lasso of the... Uh, they've just gone <laughs> to the Premier League. They've got an right. American chairman. And America's heavily investing into Burnley. So they, uh, they're up and coming. I mean, they've, they've, they've been in the leagues forever. And they're one of the oldest teams. I'm going to yep. get shot saying that because I'm probably wrong. Um, <laughs> but... Um, the, the interest in them is massive, so they love that. They love going places. People know their team yeah, and yeah. talk about football. And obviously, with Jack being diabetic, um, I think the cruise lines are just blooming amazing. I think I feel yeah. safer on a cruise than any other travel. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think cruises. I definitely feel the safest on a cruise holiday right. anyway. Like if I was to go on a land-based holiday, like I mentioned about going like to Jamaica, for example, I don't think I feel I would feel as safe if I didn't know yeah. I was involved in a cruise bubble type of thing. That's not to say I yeah. don't like land holidays. I've been on loads of land holidays, but I feel safer on a cruise holiday knowing the level of security for checking yeah. that everyone can get on the ship. Um, but also that having that safety bubble of knowing I'm going home to the ship at the end of the night, I think makes me feel safer on board a cruise holiday than on a land-based yeah. holiday. So, Kieran, how, I know what, how you feel, but as a man... Uh, see more women represented in a in a brand how does that make you feel i think again maybe again i come from it from a queer perspective as a queer person diversity matters and inclusion matters but i think i think captain kate's amazing anyway like honest to god that i think celebrity landed <laughs> in a perfect prime place when they found captain kate and i say found but you know promoting captain kate and having her as become a bit of an ambassador for the for the celebrity cruise line well, she's also like a, a supermodel stru- isn't she let's face it do you get what i mean <laughs> and she's Brainy. so likable geez <laughs> Oh, amazing. So aspirational. Yeah. She's really positive. Like, I think she's just a perfect package anyway, really? all round to be a great spokesperson for celebrity. Apart I think. from, there's one thing. What? She has a cat. Oh, I love Bug. <laughs> I love cat. I, I don't like cats, but I love Bug. I'm terrified of cats. <laughs> really? I feel like they want to kill me. <laughs> oh, no. I can't even touch them. Will... Like, really? Like, my friends go, stop my cat. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but she's Honestly. got every going for but apart from being a cat owner, and I'm going to get shot for that. <laughs> I think Captain Kate and Bug got me through COVID. Honestly, like during lockdown and seeing Captain Kate share the story about obviously, because I think they just launched the ship she was on, haven't they? Or not long launched it. Um, so kind of following that story as well about kind of the ship's gone through lockdown and how she supported the crew and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think hearing it firsthand from somebody on the ships, because yeah. there was a lot of negative press around crews at the time about how come they were COVID sure. carriers and all that type of stuff. I think it was perfect timing for Kate to kind of step into the limelight and champion A, just inclusion as well about kind of the rest of her bridge crew being just multi-generational, multi-generational but multi-ethnicity as well, but also having female bridge crew as well. Oh. Um, I think Rachel is a is I forgot what Rachel's role is, but Rachel equally as well is another female bridge staff member as well. And hearing her story about promotion and going through the lines as well, I think it was just great at that time to have something really positive to kind of hear from as well firsthand. And then I think a lot of people that's why they fall in love with Captain Kate. She's such yeah. a great ambassador for the cruise industry in general, yeah. let alone celebrity cruises. The type of product that celebrity is as well. I think she's very good at showcasing that as well of yeah. that kind of luxury premium. But she doesn't do it in a braggy way either. She's not showing no. off about look how wealthy or affluent I am. You know, she's just I think that aspirational lifestyle that a lot of people want to live work towards. Kate's very good at kind of championing that and showcasing that in a very humble way. Um, I think she's great. So that in side is great. But I also think as well other cruise lines when they do showcase and champion female bridge crew because it it shatters that illusion that it is a male dominated industry i think it's great that they do it um like disney for example have introduced uh, Minnie mouse as captain Minnie 
um, on board the cruise line. So you used to just kind of get um, Captain Mickey and cruise right. director Minnie Mouse type of thing, very stereotypical roles. And then they just changed it one day and they said, oh, no, Minnie is also a captain as well. And they introduced it in a pair of trousers, which or pants in America, which drove the community in half. Like the conversation, the dialogue over the fact that Minnie Mouse is now wearing trousers and not her polka dot skirt was hysterical to watch people's minds be blown and challenged by the fact that a female is wearing trousers when she's working as a captain. <laughs> Boggles my brain, but this goes to show them why these things matter and why they're so important that we are championing the fact that there are so many people out there who are right. female in senior roles in the cruise industry. I think, is it Joe as well? Who's who? I think she's stepping down now, but the MD of... Um, 70 cruise lines as right. well the fact that she's a female leading the cruise industry as well i think these are important things to showcase as well because oh and do you know what i love lucia oh my god yes inspirational. oh my god i just yeah i'm proper fame girl i think she is yeah. just an inspirational woman and yeah as a mum, sorry i completely cut into them but i just thought i just need to tell you yeah but as a mum, i think it's a, a mum of boys i think women in those positions is amazing because it i think it's showing them as a mummified girls you know i mean it's the right way to go of you know boys seeing how women we're equal we, we you know we can have the same careers and 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 I've, when they find their life partner i i don't want them to you know this stereotypical thing i, I don't think they will because i mean i've always worked yeah. i've always had careers i run my, my own business yeah. um, and i want them to find somebody that isn't a wife but an equal partner that has got their own things going on and you know because i've still got friends whose husbands don't like them going out on their own i mean yeah do you get me? chris wouldn't even dare try that say, <laughs> don't go away on your own or i mean and if you think we were like about when we was away with you two and chris and darren didn't even back knowledge because yeah there's that trust there and and i think that's an important lesson for but for, for children to see, for little girls and for boys to Absolutely. see, look at Captain, Captain Kate McCrew and look at all these other women in the industry and Absolutely. You know, gay people. And you can be that. Whatever you are in your body, in your mind, you can be that person. You can do that. And I think that's the, that's the message that I love. Yeah. And I think that sums up the whole conversation about diversity and inclusion, whether it's for same-sex people, whether it's for you know uh queer people whether it's for females whether it's for mixed race people black people that's what it's about is that when they look at the brands the people working there they can see themselves and they can feel accepted yeah. and welcomed and embraced and that's the, in its summing up that's what it's about and i think it's great yeah. that cruise lines are championing those clauses when they do happen and they're shouting about it and i think the more they do the better people will feel about you know sailing cruising and experiencing the joy that is cruising so, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It is quite literally the jumping off point of kind of talking about just Pride Month in the whole world. And I hope everyone listening, if you are queer, you have a fantastic Pride Month. And I hope that you feel welcomed by the cruise industry. And hopefully we've shared just a little bit of just how embracing the cruise community is. If you are ever thinking of taking a holiday and you're worried about will you be accepted on a cruise, then I think I can speak from my own experience. I've done, you know, 15 plus cruises. I've never felt marginalized on a cruise or not felt welcomed or safe on a cruise as a queer person and i think you would say the same sarah as a woman as well i don't think you would you say you feel safe as a female on a cruise yeah definitely i mean as you know i've cruised without chris as well and i felt safe doing so and there's there's places i wouldn't go without him and i'm super confident so no i absolutely agree with that yeah definitely so you know regardless of whether or not you know they champion and celebrate our, our, our individual cases being you know female or queer i think 
as a whole, Cruise is a really wonderful way to see the world and a really safe way to see the world. So if you are somebody who wants to explore the world, then definitely consider a cruise holiday and know that you will be safe if you are somebody who is, you know, queer or female or, you know, mixed race or black type of thing. Um, but equally, we'd love to hear from you guys as well. Definitely, you know, share with us either on social media or on Twitter on that if you feel safe as well. If you've got any stories you'd like to share about being queer or even a female-only travel, solo females on board cruise ships. Again, we'd be really interested to hear your stories as well. So feel free to punt us down. We have our own channels now. We probably haven't mentioned this in an episode yet, but we do have our own website now, magicallycruising.com. But also as well, I can never remember them all because they're so new, but we've got, I think, Magically Cruise on Twitter. And then, Sarah, you run our TikTok. So what are we on TikTok? Right. I'm going on now. Magically Cruising podcast. So you can hunt us down on TikTok as well and just kind of comment when you see this go live as well. That'd be great to hear. We're also on YouTube as well. We have our YouTube channel as well. Um, so you can watch along as well and see us reacting um, live on video if you want to listen along with us. But we would generally love to hear from you guys as well of kind of your cruise experience and what you feel and find if you agree with our experiences as well. Um, if you are interested in booking a cruise and if you live in the UK, then definitely or if you're UK residents, I can help you plan a cruise. And again, if you are a queer person looking to find the right cruise line, then I would love to help you do that as well. You can find me online anywhere. I am magical-traveler.com or magical TRVLR. My personal Twitter is Kieran Traveler, so Kieran TRVLR, um, if you want to follow me on Twitter as well. Um, but again, I've got loads of information on kind of sailing as a queer person, so definitely get in touch with me if you'd like to know a little bit more about that. But then Sarah as well, obviously you guys have tons of planning information about cruise in general on your website. Where can the guys find that if they're looking for that? Yeah, so you can find us at cruisingforall.com and uh all of our social medias are cruising for all and cruising with kids. And then if you travel with children, you can find me over at Mini Travelers. Brilliant. Great. Thanks for that, guys. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Other than that, we'll see you on the next one. Take care. Bye. Bye.